Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric. Hello. Wow. Hello. It's been a minute. It's been quite a while. Yeah. I have a lot that I want to get to with you because I know you've been up to some nonsense that we'll discuss. <laughs> um, I, nonsense is a good way to put it, I think. But just before we get to all of that, I, I wanted to like lightly read you before we get into any uh, recommendations or anything. Um, you know what reading is, right? <laughs> I'm familiar with the topic. Okay. I, I would not say I've partaken in it a lot lately, but I'm familiar with it. I don't recall ever hearing you read someone. <laughs> um, but your straightest behavior... And this is 100% derogatory, okay? <laughs> okay. During Pride Month, your straightest behavior is your phone etiquette. It's bad. It's, it's bad. out <laughs> of hand. Out of hand. So what happened was I checked in yesterday with you at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very reasonable time to text someone giving you, I thought, an absurd amount of time to get back to me to just, like, confirm that we were still uh, recording. Uh -huh. So I hear nothing from you, which is not atypical of you. And then I check in again today at 11 a.m., nothing. I send the little eye emojis, which is when you know I'm really at my limits, where mm -hmm. I'm just like, Give me a one word answer. You know, <laughs> you get back to me. Sorry, my phone died. And mm -hmm. I, by the way, usually is a lie. But I 100% believe you that you are the type of person, again, straight behavior, straight male behavior that would just allow your phone to die, A, and then not immediately charge it to make sure that no one's trying to get in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Insane, mm -hmm. insane behavior. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So years ago, when I was living in New York, I had a job where I had two phones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had a work phone. I had a, a regular personal Like a drug phone. dealer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and after I was done with that job, I decided, you know what? I don't need to be reachable all the time anymore. So <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you know what? Another way to frame that is, I don't want to communicate with people. <laughs> yeah, that, it's kind of like that. Um, which, is, which, by the way, again, derogatory, is straight <laughs> cis male behavior during Pride Month, which uh -huh. is a hate crime. Yeah. So it is, it is actually what happened. So last night, we, so Friday night, Faith and I usually, we make a pizza and we watch TV. That's like. Adorable, disgusting. I hate it. Right. Friday night behavior. Yeah. We, uh, straight behavior. We yeah. Or I guess bisexual and straight behavior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, I just literally like there are, there are whole, ha there are like whole sections of days now, like half a day, three quarters of a day where I just don't know where my phone is. That, I mean, part of me envies <laughs> you and part of me is like, of course, this is a man, you know, like. <laughs> It's so wild to me because especially because, you know, 2023, we all have very isolated existences. Our phones mm -hmm. are our lifeline. My text chains, first of all, not to brag, blow up all day. <laughs> and also, if I didn't check my phone all day, which actually is one of my goals. I'm trying to be less attached to my phone. Mm -hmm. I would feel insane. 
insane. I would feel like cast adrift in a violent sea. Yeah, I, it's it's. I, I highly recommend it. I rec- like if you're trying to like get off your phone a little bit, just let it die. Let it die for like half a day. See what happens. I mean, <laughs> I guess. Um, by the way, are you rearranging furniture in your room? There's like a lot of commotion. Oh, no. Sorry. I was just moving something out of the way. Hey, could you stop fucking doing that? <laughs> well, here's the other thing. So another thing, a list of things that has gone wrong in my life. So. Yeah. I have in my office, like, you know, when we, when COVID hit, everybody went work from home and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to splurge. I'm going to build like the ultimate home office setup. Sure. So I took like my tax return. I took like, I just pulled, spent a ton of money. I was just like, I'm just going to like, cause I'm going to have to work from home forever now. So I might as well make it cool, you know? So I bought a giant. 80 by 30, like uplift desk, one of the standing desks, oh, electric, shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, well, like <laughs> a month ago, uh, I was raising it into the standing position <laughs> and it just died. No. <laughs> it just, it just like completely died. And now it's just stuck like <sighs> three quarters of the way up in the standing position. That's so good. That's the whole reason you bought it. <laughs> Yeah, so now I got to figure out Weak. what's going on with that. I got to wow. figure out what's going on with that. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> before we get to, <laughs> man, I have so much I want to get to, but I want to hear about this chess shit. <laughs> what the fuck happened? So I think it was last week. Yeah, it was uh, or two weeks ago. Two weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for a co-host because Meredith is traveling now and I ended up recording with Charles, which was super fun. But I contacted <laughs> you and you were like, I'm going to play chess in Vegas. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just became, you know, I mean, I've talked about chess like on this show before. It turned from like hobby into like, I guess just thing I do now. <laughs> this is just what I do, like outside of work. I have a coach. I hired a coach. Allison. What? <laughs> so what does a coach do for you besides like play you? We don't really play games. So, oh. so what she does is we meet once a week and we either go, we like, I will bring her games that I played against other people. So like from, from when I was in Las Vegas, um, I will bring her those games and we'll like analyze them. She'll show me where I went wrong, okay. things I should be looking at, stuff like that. And then on a week where I don't have like a game to go through, she'll give me like some sort of lesson or homework to work on. So we'll we'll huh. talk about like some part of the game and then I'll I'll focus on that and study that. And what is chess homework? Is it just like <laughs> memorizing patterns? Uh yeah, sometimes it's that. It's a lot of puzzles. It's a lot of like give you a give you a, a position and you have to think through it and come up with the right answer and, okay and that stuff makes like sense. that yeah yeah so i i have a chess coach here in durham where i live i got very lucky that there are a couple of really really like great people who live here um were they like i can't believe you called me <laughs> no not totally because they're, they're like that's like one of the main ways that like they're in demand are, yeah i would say like in demand and also it's like it's one of the it's like one of the few good ways that people who are like semi-professional to professional chess players actually make money like yeah that i understand i just didn't (laughs) know there was this like huge swell of 
demand. I think there is. Yeah. I think it was probably, it was actually, I think a little more uh, surprising that I lived in Durham because most of everything people do is online because there's just like millions and millions of people online who are looking for chess coaches. But yeah, I got lucky that, you know, there's like great people here in Durham. Um, So I work with a woman who was the former United States women's champion. Hey, Um, what's her name? Sabina Foyser. She's a woman's grandmaster. She's great. She's fantastic. Um, and she, uh, but yeah, so we get together once a week, we meet up at like a Panera and she's like, it's always a Panera. It's a dude. I did. I Panera is hopping in the mornings. Oh, oh, I mean, that's where we used to have all of our sketch meetings Oh, really? where we'd write our sketch. Oh yeah. It's like a huge improv comedy space because you can sit forever. The food uh-huh. is pretty cheap and they leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, tables are always sticky. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not great for that, but it is good to hang out. Um, yeah. But yeah. So last. So I spent last week in Vegas. Uh huh. Um, Had you ever been before? No. Wow. This is my first time in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is a trip. I I like it a lot, but it is very surreal. Um, how did you find it? It was very. I think surreal is a great way to put it because it's one of those things where it's like. You know, I think if you're any sort of like switched on person, you know what to expect, but then you get there and you're kind of surprised by how spot on it was. Right. What you expected. Like everybody's full cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I met like, I mean, first off, people were just smoking inside. That's oh, yeah, that, they still do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's so fucking hot in Vegas. Uh-huh. You are essentially trapped in whatever building you're in with the <laughs> yep. AC. So mm-hmm. you're with that smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was staying at the Rio. Um, yeah. And it was just like, it was just, yeah, it was wild. I met, you know, like real grizzled local casino veterans. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, um, everything cost money. Sure. There were, like they didn't even have coffee in the hotel room. I had to literally go down and like buy coffee every morning. But also you lived in New York many years. So true, I'm sure true. that was familiar behavior. <laughs> right. Exactly. You spend anytime you leave your apartment in New York, you spend minimum $60. <laughs> yeah. You could think you're going to just take a stroll around the block. $60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so. Yeah. And then and I, I mean, I was going for so there's a big like chess festival meetup it's a, a national thing so there was like 1200 or so people there wow um and i mean that was the other weird thing was like because i went i had one off day just because the way like it, it i didn't know this it's incredibly difficult to get flights to vegas from where i'm at <laughs> like oh there was, sure yeah i didn't think about that but yeah i imagine at least <laughs> one layover <laughs> Well, on the way back, I had a layover. I found one direct flight. Oh, congrats. From from Raleigh to Vegas. It was at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> on Frontier. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just happy for them that their planes still take off. <laughs> yeah. It it's was exciting it, for them. It was rough. It was a rough experience. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I had like one day, so I hung out. I went to like explore Vegas a little bit. But then the rest of the time I was there for like another five days. And I, I mean, I did not leave the like hotel. You well, know, this area. recommendation is obviously too late for you. But for anyone listening who's planning a trip to Vegas and is vegan, 
Vegas has a weird amount of excellent vegan donuts. And it's like of donuts specifically. Of donuts specifically donuts. Okay. I can't remember any of their names right now. But if you just Google Vegas vegan donuts, like at least three nationally recognized bakeries that specialize in donuts. And wow. I went to one. Again, I don't remember which one. Uh, and it was excellent. I was actually quite surprised and impressed. So if you're vegan in Vegas, you probably already know this. But if you're planning to visit and you're vegan, um, definitely have donuts while you're there. That's great. I need to check it out next time I go. I Because I did not get to explore that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will. The other thing, too, that was interesting to me, you, you mentioned already, but like, like when I went, I'm aware that it's going to be hot because it's Vegas. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, like I've been through hot before. Like it's I get different. it. It's different. It's yeah. different. It's mm-hmm. different. I it's like mean, it's really mean <laughs> heat. I walked across the street to a Walgreens and I was drenched. Drenched instantly. That's what I mean about like you are physically trapped <laughs> inside the hotel because you will die if you leave. Yeah. It was yeah. insane. I like I, I it, it was unbelievable. Uh, so how did the tournament itself go? The tournament was, it was a rough week for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I, I think, I don't know. There's just something about traveling that always does a little bit of something to me. Cause like I got there, was feeling okay. And then I don't know, something about the smoke and just like the old hotel and stuff like this. Like I immediately, one, could not sleep, mm. um, was sleeping like four or five hours a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got sick. Oh, of like course, of course. two days in so then i was just like I, I mean i was just like trying to play in this chess tournament completely hopped up on day quill oh yeah <laughs> and you think that's gonna help but it just makes you crazy sorry yeah. to use that word but if we're still gonna use that word ever it's for when you've had too much day quill yeah i was just i mean i couldn't concentrate i couldn't think it was just yeah it was it was a rough i mean it was fun it was a good time like i i got to meet some people i knew and like um, you know, it was you like a know, good experience, but when you're playing chess, do you know immediately if you're fucked or does it take a while to like, or do you have a little bit of like, after you make your first move and they respond, <laughs> are you immediately like, Oh no. Or you like fill temporarily with false hope. There's generally some false hope for like the first couple of moves. I would say, you know, when you've made a giant mistake, mm-hmm. like, you know, immediately. It's pretty what's, quick. Yeah. Yeah. And what's bad about it is like, cause I like to play slow chess so all of these games take somewhere in the neighborhood of three to four hours mm-hmm. um and like honestly the worst absolute worst feeling in the world is like you make some sort of blunder you make some sort of giant mistake like pretty early on and you just have to sit there and Wait, know like yeah. okay i'm gonna deal with this for the next two and a half hours. right right <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Why don't they just let you say, thank you so much. Um, no more for me. Oh, you, I mean, you can resign. It's just, I mean, you know, it's just generally not good to, to, because like they, I mean, your opponent could also make a mistake and then things could be better or whatever. So it's like, you're not supposed to, you know, you should try to like fight it out and see what happens, but (laughs) supposed to immediately quit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I see. Um, Um, yeah. What you were saying about getting sick on on planes i have found that i still wear my mask indoors Mm -hmm. like everywhere and i so i just went to australia for my 40th birthday right and had my mask on pretty much the whole time this is one of the only times i did not get sick on a trip where i had to be on a plane Mm. 
And so it really, really helped a lot for me. Um, And I imagine if you were like trapped indoors, it would help (laughs) as well with smoke and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I I wore the mask on the plane and I didn't think about the hotel though. And that's, I think what did me in, it was like the smoke plus just like, I mean, it's a Las Vegas hotel casino. So it's like, there's just a million tourists and stuff all around. Yeah. Um, Disgusting tourists. Yeah. Uh, Also like, like nobody knows how to do things in the world anymore. I feel like nobody, nobody. Yeah. Like I, like people are like, I was trying to check into the hotel. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew oh, how to act. Like- for some, and again, I'm sure it's just because it's, you know, groups of international tourists <laughs> from all over the damn place and everybody's excited because they're on vacation. Checking into your hotel in Vegas is hell. <laughs> it's insane. And I've been at like really shitty hotels and I've been at like the win. And it is <laughs> right. shitty both ways. <laughs> it takes like a full 45 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's insane. And I don't yeah. know why it is that complicated. I don't know why they haven't streamlined it. I don't know if it like who's fucking up. But I'm like, how do you this is y'all's whole deal. Whole deal. And right. this is as efficient as you can make it. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, people I've noticed recently have just like a million questions about everything. I am very much of the mind that like. Figure it out. Figure it out. Most basic, most basic interactions, ordering your food, checking into a hotel, you know, any sort of basic interaction. It should be two minutes tops. I think that that whole figure it out thing, though, is a very New York mentality (laughs) where it's like, I do not have time to hold your hand. (laughs) Be an adult right now. Mm -hmm. You're a big boy, big girl. Figure it out. Figure it out. I had to figure it out. You figure it out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, So. I want to talk about that. There's this thing happening online right now that I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Where, well, first of all, did you want to say anything else about the chess experience? No, but I recommend it. It's yeah. fun. It's it's a it's a very fun hobby that is, uh, I would say, intellectually uh, stimulating and also devastating, which is like right up my alley. Right. I will say it is in the top five list of my things in addition to like watching Doctor Who that I consistently say I'm going to do that I don't do, which is <laughs> learn how to play chess. I'm never going to mm-hmm. watch Doctor Who. I'm never going to learn to play chess, um, but I will continue to say I want to do it every year. Nice. I think so, it's pretty cool. There's this thing happening on uh, online in general. I was going to say on Twitter, but it's also on TikTok where everyone who was suddenly an expert in submersibles Mm -hmm. is now an expert in Russia and like Mm -hmm. seamlessly, like no one has declared they are pivoting that they are now an expert in uh, historical coups. And obviously Mm -hmm. we don't have to get into what's happening because neither of us are experts. (laughs) I will just say you don't get anything from TikTok. Do not get medical advice. <laughs> do not get psychiatric Dude, advice. It's the worst. Do not diagnose yourself with anything. <laughs> and yeah, like don't I know there are experts on TikTok and they're very helpful and it's a great way for them to reach. But I, I'm talking about like the amateur people who have like read a few articles and now suddenly they're advising you on how you should feel about Russia. Yeah. Um, I yeah. It's so funny because I was I was thinking about that during the submarine thing, actually, because I 
I, I've basically stopped posting on Twitter for the most part. Like I occasionally will will just throw something up there about like chess or whatever, but I generally don't interact much anymore. Are you on Blue like, Sky yet? No. I'm on Blue Sky. I should announce that to everybody. You can Uh-oh. add me over there now. Nice. Um it's very quiet. I kinda like it. <laughs> oh, nice. That's yeah. the that's the right vibe. I think when I get an invite code, I'll send you one. Sweet. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like I but I I have the constant urge just like during the submarine thing a bunch of people were like oh they they built it from carbon fiber and I just wanted to be like why don't you explain to me why that's bad yes because exactly. I don't think that you know exactly. <laughs> like, and just I am appalled by the lack of basic scientific understanding of what happens when a vessel is that far under the sea where people mm-hmm. were like, why didn't they find the bodies? And I'm like, <laughs> my brother in Christ, they were liquefied. Yeah, they right. were like instantly gone. Right. Uh, and that lack of understanding, the lack of understanding that the ocean is noisy and there's a lot of noise <laughs> in the ocean mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's incredibly dangerous. Like there are parts of the ocean the Navy won't go to because right. the currents are so strong. Mm-hmm. When people... There were so many fake reports of that there were multiple instances of banging that they picked up. They picked the up banging. some yeah. noise once, right? Right. And I just saw a tweet today that was like, do y'all think these people, if even if they had not been crushed instantly, which they were, uh, that they were like consistently banging for eight? Why would they do that? Why would they keep doing it? Like, it's right. so, it's like a child's understanding of the most basic facts that is so appalling and i don't want to be one of these people who's like this is a new phenomenon in 2023 people have always been this stupid right Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. to have it amplified and to see at the scale at which our educational system has failed these people Mm -hmm. i'm just like this is devastating it's that mixed with like they also start getting hyped up by a bunch of other people there's like a yes. whole and there's you know, like, always a new conspiracy theory and it always eventually pivots to blaming the Clintons. Like no matter <laughs> mm-hmm. what it is, it's Epstein or the Clintons. And they're like, mm-hmm. it's all tied together because this is my universal theory of everything. <laughs> and it's so you see them like hype each other up and it's like, oh, we're fucked. You sprinkle <laughs> yeah. a little AI on this, little mm-hmm. AI video, little AI imagery, we're fucked. Yeah. Deep fakes, yeah. come on. Speaking of TikTok expertise, my favorite Twitter account is just called TikTok Investors. Oh, I don't no. know if you're familiar with this account. And it's just, no. it's just, it's just like somebody who's like collecting videos from TikTok of <laughs> people giving insane financial advice. Oh no. But you know what's so fucking sad about that? Someone's gonna put their life savings oh, into yeah. something and be ruined. And it's like it's so frustrating to see the same patterns happen over and over and over just on a new social media platform. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I just, I really encourage everyone. Cause I know most of us are on TikTok now. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I don't post. I just creepily lurk. I'm too old. I'm like legally too old to post on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, people are just diagnosing themselves with everything. <laughs> everything and and i know some people feel empowered because you know especially with women um women oftentimes are not diagnosed with having adhd when they have adhd and i know that it's been really beneficial for people and that's great we don't all have adhd (laughs) you know right 
Yeah, it's like the uh, it, it's like um, it's like WebMD became alive. Exactly. <laughs> it's like if you sent WebMD to everyone, <laughs> right? To everyone, you woke up every morning and you saw a new thing on WebMD <laughs> that you thought you had, and you sent it to your whole family, uh-huh. and you were right. like, "I have this," and they're like, "No, you don't." And you're like, I absolutely do. <laughs> the internet says I do. Right. Uh, and I like, I'm really trying not to be the old person because, you know, Gen Z is very big on TikTok. Sure. But these are things I've noticed. And it's not exclusive to you guys, to the little babies. It's uh, millennials do it. Gen oh, Xers God, yeah. do it. Boomers do it. It happens every generation. It's just now having happening on TikTok. And to see it happening again Oh, and the language is getting so specific. Like the way you identify with your specific, like, kind of mental illness. Like it has right. to be special. You know, like it's almost like a badge of honor. Um, which you know, I'm glad it's being destigmatized, mental illness. But right, it is. It has become like an identity. Yeah, it it has become, and there are thousands of them. So uh, millions, millions. Yeah. It's it's millions. really wild. So. Um, yeah, it is also very interesting though. I have to say, speaking of returning to patterns, um, that Vladimir Putin thought this was going to end any other kind of way (laughs) when he was using mercenaries where he was just like, well, surely my inner circle, I know (laughs) historically every despot's inner circle eventually turns on them, but my insane group of mercenaries surely will never turn on me. (laughs) And now it's like, um, Nazis have an A-bomb. So that's cool. Right. That's it's a good a, feeling. Yeah. It's also a funny situation where it's like, it, it's also a great example of like, like, you know, this group turned, now they're trying to overthrow Putin. And it's like, everybody, it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, everyone all of a sudden feels like you have to pick a side. It's like, yeah. And also, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Exactly. They can both be bad. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Everyone's bad. Everyone's bad. Okay. Like, let's just, and I know we, everybody feels a way because Putin is, a motherfucker and mm-hmm. Ukraine and, and everything. I understand. Let's not side with the mercenaries. <laughs> Just my general life advice is if you ever find yourself enthusiastically supporting mercenaries, <laughs> take a step back. Just like mm-hmm. quit, hit pause, take a step back, say, Hey guys, can we take 15? I just need to collect my thoughts and then maybe circle back to how you right. feel about the mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah. The Yeah. It's just like, I mean, like think, think for, I don't know, like half a minute about Maybe. what they were doing before they started this coup. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what were the mercenaries doing? Was it like a hundred percent behavior you would approve of? <laughs> and if not, maybe don't support them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, but it's there's there's always just a, a jump to immediately like there has to be a side, there yes. has to be a good and we the have bad, to there feel, has to be a take. We have to be at an eleven emotionally <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. We can't quietly reflect. You need to know my loud, angry opinion <laughs> immediately. What That's a, what Twitter is for. Going back to like the phone conversation er- earlier, one of the most liberating things I think in my life was just finally coming to the realization like, I don't have to have a take about everything. Oh, it's Eric, 50 <laughs> times a day, I write out a tweet and I delete it. <laughs> yeah, I'm same. like I don't need to weigh in on this. I'm not a fucking expert. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All I know is that it's not a good idea to back mercenaries because I know <laughs> a little bit about history, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. how these things tend to bite us on the ass. Whenever we arm a lot of insurgents, um, 
yada 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 9-11 right like we right, just, right, right. you know eventually it comes back on us so <laughs> i know that but i'm not gonna give you my two cents are you kidding like <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about and i i really right. wish i think we should teach that more in school that it is like an empowering good responsible thing to say i don't have enough information right now yeah. um i'm not going to weigh in yeah i think that i mean, i think that's honestly like one of the better responses for like t- takes for Twitter. It's for your personal life, honestly. Just like, if you don't know, you can just be like, I don't know. You don't have to say anything. Yeah, nobody's like waiting with bated breath for you to weigh in. No offense, no offense. None of mm-hmm. us, none of us. I, I'm i not waiting for anybody with bated breath. You're not waiting to hear from me with bated breath. You know, like, it'll be fine, you know? Um, So we can move on from that since neither of us have anything to say about it. Just maybe don't support mercenaries. Anyway, uh, I recently went hiking because a friend made me. Wow. And no, that's not true. She uh, she very <laughs> sweetly invited me and I said yes because I am a cocky motherfucker. <laughs> I would say five minutes into the hike, she asked, mm-hmm. have you ever been hiking before? And I said, no. <laughs> no. And she went, what? And I went, I've never been hiking. Like really hiking. I've gone for like, I'll say inter, like, you know, a kind of aggressive walk. Uh, sure. One time in California through the woods, but You've not been a hike. in the woods. You've been in nature. I've seen trees. Right. Uh, from afar. <laughs> I'm desperately allergic to them, so I can't touch oak trees mm-hmm. or anything. But I've seen them. I, I, sure. I could I could describe to you what a tree looks like. Right. But I have not been on what I was eventually told is a medium hard hike before. <laughs> and truly thought I would die mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. And like, I don't know if you know this, um, when you walk up a mountain, there's no pavement. So you have to climb, uh, over rocks and boulders and stuff, Sure, which was a downer. That was like, it was a downer to learn about while I was actually on the hike where I was like, Oh, the whole way up, the whole way up. And also that when you hear three miles to a New Yorker, it's like three miles. That's going to work. That's That's going to work, babe. Yeah. I call everybody babe when we talk about <laughs> distance in the city. Mm-hmm. That's going to work, babe. Uh, three miles straight up a mountain. <laughs> no, my that's... lungs didn't work. Suddenly. Uh-huh. Like I have bad lungs in general, but they fully were like, no, 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 no. We probably had to take a break every five minutes Yeah, for me. And again, my friend was so sweet and like really cheering me on. And I did make it, everybody. We did have to shorten the route for me. <laughs> she was so funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting barely able to breathe, right? And she's looking at the map and she goes, so we could take the long loop or the short loop? I think we should probably take the short loop, right? And I was like, yes, Tiffany. Or I, you physically will have to carry me down the mountain. And I'm not kidding. Uh, but I did it. I fucking did it. But nice. Holy shit. It is like, first of all, it's a hundred percent your ass muscles, right? Right. So yeah. it is like targeted in a way that is fully cuckoo bananas. I've never felt anything like that before. It, Cause um, it's uneven too. So your, your legs are constantly in like weird positions yes. trying to grip the ground that they didn't know they were supposed to be able to do. It is so mentally taxing because you're constantly thinking about your foot placement Mm-hmm. Uh, cause if you, and this happened to a woman who was on our path, she, her ankle twisted and she fell, Right. uh, very easy to do. Right. Even with like experienced hikers. So you're constantly stressed about that. 
then like I have good cardio. Like I used to be a runner. I used to fight. It is different. And like my friend kept saying that to cheer me up where she's like, it's just different. It's just different. It's not like anything else. It doesn't mean like you're out of shape or anything like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. it I haven't felt like that much of a novice at something in so long. It was like so deeply humbling. <laughs> But there were other people on the march on the march. <laughs> on the death march. I did the- say that to her at one point where I'm like, I do feel like you're taking us all to be killed. Um, <laughs> on the hike, who were also novice hikers, and we would like occasionally lock eye contact, and there is just like a hunted animal quality <laughs> in people's eyes when they know they've gotten into something that's beyond their capabilities that is like Mm -hmm. you just immediately recognize the quality when you see it (laughs) yeah um but yeah dude it was i like it was that thing though where i did it and then i was so proud i'm like i would do that again (laughs) and she was like it's like childbirth like you forget how much it sucked otherwise you would never want to do it again but you get to the top of a fucking mountain that view i can do anything yeah and also the view is stunning and everybody's like bonding because like y'all made it like it, it's it felt nice but i was just <laughs> not ready this happened to faith and me last year we went to denver for a wedding and we had like you know we were there for like four or five days so mm-hmm. we had like some off time and we were like you know again kind of like vegas one of those things like yeah you hear all the stories you know going in like okay yeah the air is supposed to be thin the altitude it's going to kick your ass like okay just prepare and we were like okay so we got there and we were like this feels fine like i don't feel bad <laughs> right like and then we we're like so for our off day like let's go to red rocks for the off day oh sure yeah uh, so we went and did not know ahead of time that in order to get to the amphitheater, yes, you have to hike up yes. like a big ramp and 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 a bunch of you know like ways to get up there just to get to the amphitheater itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fully by the time we got to the amphitheater, we had to sit down. And, so like, this is what happened out. to us too. Like to get to the hiking trails. Mm-hmm. It's like a quite long walk. And <laughs> because this is a small town, they don't have sidewalks. Uh-huh. So there are all these signs that are just sort of like, hey, watch out for the cars. And like, <laughs> so you're dodging cars on the on the side of the road. I'm just like stunned that they haven't figured out a more pedestrian uh, friendly way to do this yet because it's a popular hiking trail and like people from the city constantly visit it. But mm-hmm. it true, like you're, it, they're just like, good luck. And then so you are on this dangerous walk for like 15 minutes before you get to the trail. Oh, jeez, yeah. Which was fine on the way there because we were like pumped up with adrenaline. But on the way back, I was like, <laughs> if a car hits me, I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah. Um, so that happened. I feel very accomplished. Let's get to recommendations. All right. Let's do it. I recently saw Thanksgiving play. Are you familiar? No, I'm not familiar with this. (laughs) So it's over now. So I don't know how um, great great this recommendation is. (laughs) But it was it's a satirical comedy that was written by Larissa Fasthorse in 2015. Okay, about the various ways that Thanksgiving is taught to children, but primarily white children 
uh, all across the country. And it is brilliant because there are no, so it was written by a Native American woman. It's the first uh, time a, a play written by a Native American woman has been on Broadway ever. Oh, wow. This is the one Darcy Carden was in it. Mm, okay. And it's hilarious. And it's about four ultimately well-meaning white people <laughs> trying to put on a play about Thanksgiving for little kids. <laughs> okay. It's deeply funny. It's very satirical. Obviously, it's a critique of uh, white privilege and mm-hmm. how we talk about Native Americans and how... More importantly, we cut Native Americans out of the story, actually out of the story, even though this was written by a Native American woman. There are no Native Americans <laughs> in the screenplay, which is very funny in itself. Right. Um, and it, there are these little interstitials of little kids singing songs that are actually taught in schools that are horrifying. Oh, Jesus. Like about, quote unquote, hanging little Indians. Oh, and my stuff. God. Yeah, awful, awful yeah. stuff. And like acting out hunting Indian or Native Americans and like mm-hmm. killing them, you know? Jesus. Yeah. Horrible. Um, so uh, that was brilliant. And I'm kind of hoping it, it'll be one of those things that this was like a quote unquote limited run and it'll come back. But if you have the opportunity to see Thanksgiving play, um, especially if Darcy Carden ever comes back and is in it, I highly recommend. She was fucking brilliant. Nice. Um, what do you got? You got anything you want to recommend? Um, I have not finished it, but I've been watching the new season of the bear. Okay. Can I tell you something that is, uh, I hate when other people say, but it is genuinely how I feel. Uh huh. Yeah. I heard so much hype about the bear that I turned on it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, people don't shut the fuck up about that show mm-hmm, and I'm going to mm-hmm. watch it eventually. I, I'm, I'll binge watch it and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. And I've heard mm-hmm. like nothing but good things and the people involved in it are like top tier. And I know, I know it's good. It is so everywhere right now that mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. am like hostile towards it. I see. I see. But you're so you enjoying a- it, but you're enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the first season at all? I've seen none. I haven't seen a okay. fucking minute of this show. Here's what I think is going to happen when you watch The Bear, Mm -hmm. finally, is you're probably going to have a very similar experience to watching Uncut Gems. Oh, I did not like Uncut Gems. Yeah, I I think you're going to have very similar experiences. Like, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, I feel like I'm going to... That does not appeal to me at all. But what I do like, I like capability porn, and I hear that... Mm -hmm. It is like a very satisfying show to watch if you're a fan of like, like I watch a lot of cooking shows. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe I'll enjoy it, even though it's like high pressure, maybe I'll enjoy it. Yeah. It's very much like, yeah, it's very much competency porn. It's very much uh, that mixed with like the anxiety of working in a kitchen and fast pace. And also it's in Chicago. So everybody's yelling and, you know, like <laughs> those Chicago you know, people never stop yelling. <laughs> it's one of the classic stereotypes right. of Chicago. Yeah. Um, like, uh, but yeah, I think it's good. I think, uh, it's, it's a, it's a fun watch. I'm not like it's the greatest show of all time or anything like that, but it's, it, it's good. I, I enjoy it quite a lot. I, I just feel like the expectations are so high for like the fact that you have to be like, it's not the greatest show of all time. Therefore right, I right, don't right. want to talk. But yeah, I mean, I think also the fact that it 
it's sort of behaving like a traditional show where it came back so fast. It didn't do like the prestige TV thing where it took like, mm-hmm. you know, succession, you know, right, right. Um, that people are happy about because they really like it and they didn't want to wait. But yeah, I mean, the new season has like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like very, very high. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think there's a lot of cool people in it. Um, there has definitely been a lot of like, I remember during the first season, like people were freaking out because there was like a still from the show where, uh, what is his name? Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. Um, he was like d- drinking from like a, like a kitchen container, like drinking water from a kitchen container. People were, like, it's so realistic. And it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the bar is a little low. Um, <laughs> so I have kind of a mixed bag recommendation. Uh, the new season of Black Mirror is out. Have you seen? I have not. I, I, it's. I have seen a lot of people talking about it though, and it. it I gathered that it was very hit or miss until <laughs> it was very hit, like until uh, the end, like near oh, the end of the season. I something. think it's very hit or miss until it misses. Oh, and, okay. And then it's a big miss. <laughs> it a big miss. Uh, okay. So. I was sort of like weighing in on it as I was watching it. And then I was like, let me just wait and then (laughs) weigh in at the end. It's a very mixed season. Uh, It's better than last season. I, my favorite episode appears to be the episode that bummed everybody the fuck (laughs) out the most, which I'm sorry is my definition of a classic black mirror episode. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, I feel like I got hit in the throat and I'm like, yeah, that's black mirror. Like in my mind, if you had me give the definition of what makes a successful black mirror episode, I should feel emotionally wrung out by the end of it. Uh, so it's the guys it's beyond the sea it's that episode okay with with aaron (laughs) paul and josh hartnett and uh kate mara and it is devastating uh (laughs) but to me it it's definitely too rushed in terms of what they were trying to execute but the end something (laughs) happens at the end and i'm not talking about the big thing that happens at the end i'm talking about the final scene that is just are you going to watch it uh yeah i'll probably watch it okay so i all i'll say is it's a fascinating critique of toxic masculinity okay and the final scene is so devastating because it's like that is end game with toxic Mm. masculinity the last thing you see is what happens right toxic masculinity is allowed to run (laughs) rampant and it is so perfectly distilled right and it is utterly devastating that i i thought that was definitely my favorite um now the season is being criticized because and they they couldn't have been clearer that they wanted to pivot away from what black mirror usually does because charlie booker i think very wisely understood that it's eventually and in some ways it already has started to eat itself yeah where yeah. everybody knows what the formula is now. Everybody right. knows what they do. So to get ahead of that, they, they're trying to pivot and they're actually calling them uh, red mirror episodes where it deals more with fantasy and horror elements. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, there's one that I think is done pretty well, which is Demon 73, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one called Maisie Day that is maybe one of the worst black mirror episodes ever that is so bad 
And it's also really dated, like in a way mm-hmm. that I was like, ooh, did they think they were doing something with this or saying something interesting <laughs> that hasn't been said 50 goddamn times before? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty bad. But I don't know. I uh, Some people are very anti-Red Mirror, and I am open to it. I think they're going to have to. I mean, I think they have to do that. I think it's like, you know, when Black Mirror first came out and nobody knew what it was before it came out, mm. there was like so much hype around it. And it was so like it was so shocking and like interesting. And then it's sort of like, yeah, once you know what it is, it's kind of hard to keep replicating that. I think it's like a fundamental misunderstanding of what the show is. A lot mm-hmm. of people watch Black Mirror thinking the message is technology bad. and that's not it like charlie has been on record many many times saying people bad people bad (laughs) sometimes people good and when people good and people use technology technology good you know right but people bad so when you say people bad you can pivot anywhere right you can do horror you can do sci-fi you like whatever whatever you want um right and so i since that's the spirit of the show i'm like yeah why can't we do horror and fantasy right yeah you can do anything because all your it's just all a a um it's all just a method to get to the the larger you know human conditions yeah stuff like that's you're trying to get there. to a truth of some right. kind and right. i for sure it was not fully successful by any stretch of the imagination but Demon at least got closer than like Maisie Day is a, a total miss and <laughs> Demon gets a little closer. So, yeah, I'd watch a season of that. Why the fuck not? Yeah, especially because I would rather them do that than see like, oh, they already did that in season two. You know, right, they did a right. version of this already, but it's like a worse version. Right. Totally. Um, but you will be shocked to hear this, Eric. People are not responding to change in a, <laughs> in a positive way. <laughs> they're, they're pretty emotional about it. Pretty, Media consumers, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, and I guess beyond the sea, my favorite episode is the closest to like a traditional Black Mirror episode in, in that right. respect. It deals with technology mm. um, and the human condition, as you said. <laughs> With characters, um, I I wanted to give it up for Aaron Paul, and I've seen like mixed reviews about his performance. I thought he fucking killed it. I thought he did a really good job. So, and it was nice, nice to see Josh Hartnett back. Um, yeah, I haven't heard haven't, that name in quite a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything in forever. What a what a handsome man! Literally, the last thing I remember about Josh Hartnett was him being in Pearl Harbor. I don't. Uh, I, honestly, Eric, same. <laughs> I, I honestly think that's the last time I saw him on a movie screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild. That might be it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad he's back. He's got a. He has a beard in this episode, and I nice. have to say. Looks good. He's supposed to be like uh, derailed when he has the beard, but I was like, just got hotter. He just got hotter. <laughs> Can't make Josh Hartnett look ugly. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to recommend? Anything you're reading, have seen, eaten? I I, I watched um I watched two movies on the plane. Oh man, I it's such a good time to catch up. I watched like. <laughs> maybe 10 films on my oh, flights to Australia and back. And it was so great. Cause I caught up like, when was I going to watch after Yang? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> right. fucking never. And then I watched it and I loved it. 
Nice. Loved it. So uh, what did you see? I watched Creed 3. Oh, interesting. I never saw. Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. It's one of those movies where like, similar to like the original Rocky movies and just like a, a lot of movies, I think in this genre, it's like, it's entirely predictable and it's great. <laughs> like you just. Man, I, without, you know, obviously uh, understating the severity of the accusations and stuff um, and all of my sympathy to the, all the victims of any Marvel actor out there, mm-hmm. Jonathan Major's fall from grace was like mm. stunning. There was so much hype behind that man because he is wildly talented. Right. And people invested so much hope and faith in him in multiple franchises. And to watch everybody now have to fucking scramble and like people's livelihoods at stake. Right. Is like so wild to see happening in real time and deservedly so, you know, because it's, it's very serious charges. It should happen. There should be accountability. I just feel for the people who, you know, that's their paycheck, you know? Right. Wild. Yeah, totally. Um, Um, I also watched, and this is, this is maybe one of the most surprising movies that I was like, that I, I never thought I would be like, really into it and i and it turned out i was was i watched ford versus ferrari oh i if i had to bet money that's exactly the kind of movie that i think you'd like you you're like dad you're really coming into your dad era oh yeah in a lot of ways but like that is (laughs) such a dad movie that does not surprise Mm -hmm. me at all but i heard it's excellent it was i mean it was great I I really really liked it. I, I you know I had heard a lot about it. I thought you know like I'd heard people saying similar things of like it's surprisingly good. Um, and but you know uh, that is yeah. when I was a child. One of my favorite movies is one of the most dad movies of all time, <laughs> Apollo thirteen. I oh thought yeah, of course. Maybe sure. thirty times like that. I love dad movies. So yeah. oh, Field of Dreams. Forget Field it. Field of Dreams. Forget yep. it. I watched it 800 times and it still <laughs> makes me cry. You know, like, so I love dad films, so I'm sure I would love it. Yeah, it's great. And, and like, yeah, I mean, it's just like a uh, great combo of, of Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Like, Yeah, great. I mean, how can you go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just looking at my list about, I definitely want to get a comedy in here. I think you should leave season two is up everybody eric have oh, you yeah. partaken i haven't finished it but i've i've watched some it. of it yeah uh man it's just so nice i watch a lot of comedies and i don't laugh out loud yeah. because i just don't uh that's not <laughs> how i like process humor i like i'll be like oh that was funny <laughs> yeah that's i think that's a joke in studio 60 i think with matthew mm-hmm. perry where like somebody gives him a script and he just like looks at it and he's like oh that's funny um, that show is very brave, I think, because I think it takes a lot of bravery to make a show about comedy that's not funny. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I think you should leave. I laugh out loud mm-hmm. and like hard, uncontrollably, because it's yeah. so fucking dumb in the best way possible. <laughs> it is not trying to be anything else. It's not trying to get 
dark with its humor and say something about the human condition. You know, like right, right. every fucking comedy feels like it needs to do at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm, Tim is mm-hmm. just a hundred percent. I am going to be as stupid as possible right now. Being a psycho, Eric, just a complete psycho. Eric, the Love Island sketch where he is just there to use the zip line. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. I lost <laughs> my mind. I texted everyone I know. And I was like, you have to watch this. It is so <laughs> fucking funny. The f- the pay it forward fast food sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 55 yeah. burgers, 55. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And every time, you know, it's going to spiral into the dumbest thing you've ever seen. And every single time he does it and it's like a fucking magic trick and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Yeah. I hope he makes a million seasons of it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think like one of the, the best I, I think one of the like ways, you know, which like not only is it just great, but like there's something about Tim Robinson in like, you know, the stuff that he writes, also the way that he acts, the way he does his like screams and his like dumb voices and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I think one of the like high, like, I don't know what to call it. I don't know if it's like compliment or whatever, but it's like uh, something I'm noticing is just like every wannabe Instagram sketch is just Tim Robinson now. Yeah. And it is the ultimate compliment, but it is also yeah. like, yeah, it, that's just going to happen. It happens anytime. Happened know, to uh, Tim and Eric. It happens. Exactly. Like, you exactly. You're going to get a little bunch, a bunch of clones. <laughs> and by the way, that's how everybody starts their comedic journey. Mm-hmm. You just yep. copy your favorite comedic voice and then you eventually find your own voice. So it's a necessary yeah. part of the process. So I'm not like shading anybody, but that inevitably happens and it's a huge compliment because yeah. he's connected with a lot of people and there's there's it's funny too because like there's as dumb as the sketches are there are a couple moments from from all the seasons that are like have become weird like i mean com- like indelible marks on society like I'm, yeah like Am the I- hot dog guy oh i mean it's God. like I, I find myself thinking about it in situations now like it's just like it's yeah, just like, it is weirdly like I don't think Tim's ever trying to make a larger statement about the human condition, but yeah. he does because he's so funny and he mm-hmm. understands like the element of funny that like mm-hmm. he he kind of does fall into these almost profound moments where the hot yeah. dog guy is so applicable in so many situations because we have so many people in leadership positions who are fucking up and refuse to take accountability. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you use hot dog guy in that, that moment to criticize him because it's like, you are doing this. You're him. Yeah. Uh, the one that got me, maybe it might be the hardest I've ever laughed ever, was uh, I have too much shit on me. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mall prank sketch where he just yeah. starts to spiral mentally <laughs> is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to go rewatch it after we're done recording. Just mm-hmm. talking about it. I need to see it again. Uh, and then, really quickly, my other comedy recommendation is the other two on HBO. They're s- killing it right now. It's the funniest it's ever been. It's the most insightful about Hollywood and how fucking toxic Hollywood is that it's ever been. If you are in any way affiliated with the film and television industry or you (laughs) love someone who is, you need to watch it. Uh, It's so occasionally it's so insider and on the nose. I'm like, are people in like Iowa enjoying this? But it's so funny. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend the other two as well. Nice. Do you ever watch? Have you seen? 
I haven't seen it. I, I've seen people posting it and recommending it, but I, I haven't had a chance to watch, watch it. it. I think you'll like it a lot. Um, and yeah, guys, I think we can wrap up there. Please follow all of us, every single soul on social media. I'm Do at it. Allison Kilkenny. Eric is E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Follow the show, Light Trees and Pod. If you are a fan of the show, please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button or go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. If you're a supporter of mine over there, you can send questions, comments, concerns, and I will eventually get to them. Uh, and you get to skip the line, which is pretty neat. Uh, Eric, is there anything people should be aware of or you want to remind them of or encourage them to do? Oh, uh, you have a lot of responsibility right now. <laughs> vote, you just say vote. Yeah, just you know, vote. Uh, vote. Become experts on Russia um, immediately, overnight, help, and then if anyone questions you, freak out. <laughs> yeah, freak out. I can't emphasize that enough. It is so important to lose your shit anytime mm. you're challenged. Yeah, you got to show um, your alpha status, and it, it works you most of the time. Admit you don't know something, or you admit you're wrong. That shows weakness. So. <laughs> can't do that with Putin nope uh, and yeah thank you so much for listening and while you're at it get out there and cause a little trouble <laughs>